0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, November 7th, and we are about to preview the Week 10. Week 10, we're already 10 weeks of the season. NFL Lines It's the look-ahead show that we do on Sunday night to try and take advantage of the early lines, maybe bet some stuff that you see out there that you want to jump on for Week 10. So let's dive into it. Myself and John Breach. By the way, you can watch this show on YouTube.com slash Pick 6. Or go to YouTube, the app, and search for Pick 6. All We do tons of shows, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night, streaming live after the primetime games. Tuesday at 1 p.m., Mock Draft Show. Thursday at 1 p.m., The Pick Show. Tons of live YouTube stuff. Come join us. Come ch- hang out in the chat. We're actually giving away, like, Paramount Plus gift cards and and all kinds of sw- Pick 6 swag. So come check it out. Breach, what's up, buddy?
1: Yo, Brinson. I think you can also search John Breach's Handsome on YouTube, and that will take you here. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. It might. I'm gonna do that after this and find out where it goes. Hope I didn't. I'm sure you
0: can search like John Breach on YouTube and it will show up. Don't. search no, no. no John Breach.
1: Handsome. Your computer probably has security settings that won't let you open the sites that come up.
0: Yeah, I'm not allowed to search John Breach handsome on YouTube. That is for <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll start with Thursday night football. The Ravens heading to Miami. <laughs> <G-2>, <laughs> handsome for Instagram. Is that you on Instagram? what's what well, else is on uh if you're watching on youtube you can see this by the way the podcast version obviously won't have it um john breach on instagram took a picture of jimmy
1: garoppolo from the super bowl in uh in in, in miami no less right and that's what popped up if you search john breach's answer. that's perfect Debo's on 90, the ball here 92 weeks ago man um that's the last time i flew on a plane
0: me too that's pretty crazy uh, frankly, last time I really wanted to fly on a plane um, for the next. Anyway, anyway, Ravens minus seven at the Dolphins over under 47 and a half. The Ravens, of course, had a crazy overtime victory over the Vikings. The Dolphins managed to hold off the lowly Texans and Tyrod Taylor's return. Not surprised at all to see the Ravens a big favorite in this game, especially considering short week. Tua Tagovailoa was ruled out right before the game, uh, dealing with all kinds of different – I think it was – was it a thumb injury? Or was it a hip – he's got a lot of stuff going on. Pretty good chance we see Jacoby Brissett in this game, I think, Breach.
1: Yeah, he had a finger injury on his throwing hand. And obviously, I think Brian Flores said he simply couldn't make all the throws Sunday, so they weren't going to throw him out there. And like you just said, this is a Thursday game, so you only have three days. I don't think it matters who the Dolphins throw out there. I'm actually surprised this point spread isn't bigger – uh because you know who has one of the worst defenses in football brinson the miami dolphins do they've given up i think the, the second or third most total yards this year they can't stop anyone the only reason they even looked half good on sunday is because they played the houston texans and tyrod taylor uh looked like he was out there playing football for the first time in his life uh did hadn't played in seven weeks totally rusty Threw three interceptions got sacked five times maybe it was two interceptions it was a lot of interceptions <laughs> And uh that, that was why the dolphins looked good because Tyrod Taylor was bad, not because the Dolphins were good. When they have played good this team, good teams this year, they have lost bad. They have double-digit losses to the Colts, to the Buccaneers. They lost by double digits twice to the Bills. Uh, so the Dolphins defense can stop slow down bad teams. They cannot stop good teams. I like the Ravens to cover here.
0: I think the Aren't the Ravens, I mean, aren't the Dolphins a run funnel? Am I crazy about that? Am I crazy thinking of that? the teams can just run at will in Miami? I, I, I could be wrong. I'll look it up. But if that is the case, uh, watch out because the Ravens can run. Now, they've been passing a lot more than expected recently, but they can certainly get that run game going, even if it's Le'Veon Bell and, um, you know, uh, De- uh, Devontae Freeman, who, who both had pretty decent games. There's some big runs in there. Lamar Jackson uh, struggled early on in that game, but started playing well. I would agree with you. And, you know, this week I think the sportsbooks cleaned up because a ton of dogs won, and so maybe that reduces. Finally, we got to the point in the season where underdogs hit, and maybe the lines will shrink back a little bit. There might be some value on better teams, short week going into prime time. It shouldn't be, you know. I don't. I well, I guess we could look at the weather, Um, but the you know, it shouldn't be. It's not going to be like sweltering in uh, in Miami or anything. Ooh. Currently, some heavy winds or semi-heavy winds during the day, and a decent chance of rain. But in Miami South Beach, uh, or you know, halfway to the stadium, or halfway to Fort Lauderdale, that's kind of the norm twenty-four-seven. Like stuff like that just pops up. I would definitely lean to the Ravens here, and would anticipate that um, Baltimore becomes a slightly bigger favorite as the week goes on. But it is a road game in primetime, so maybe not. Um, you know, again, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to trust either Tua or Jacoby Brissett against this Ravens team. They're just opportunistic, and if they get a lead, they will, like, lean into to Miami. The the one spot I might look here, though, is the under at 47.5. I could see that dropping down closer to even as low as, like, 44. So if you're looking at a game to trying to get it on Sunday night, the under would be one of those spots that I would take because if Baltimore gets a lead, they are generally speaking good for unders because they will wear lean into the ground game, have long extended drives, and you force Jacoby Brissett or Tua into throwing a ton. That could be a uh, a fairly good look there on Thursday night, especially four four or five days out. Browns at the Patriots. So I don't know. Surprising wins. The Patriots dominated. So do the Browns. I'll tell you who the Patriots dominated. It was the the Panthers. And you can tell me who
1: the Browns dominated. Princeton, you know who the the Browns dominated? The Cincinnati fraud Bengals. I'm just kidding. They're not frauds. I'm not going to have a meltdown here. They're still okay. They're still five and four. And they're tied with the Browns in the division. Uh, So I'm not going to go on that rant right now. But I am going to go on a rant that I don't think Baker Mayfield can beat the Patriots. Look, the Browns can run the ball. They're going to beat you. That's We saw Nick Chubb run for 137 yards against the Bengals. The the Browns defense played phenomenally. Uh, And so what we're going to have here, I think, is we're going to see Bill Belichick, one of the smartest defensive minds in NFL history, if not the smartest. He is going to devise a game plan that is basically going – he's going to tell his players, look, we're going to go all in on stopping Nick Chubb, and we're going to make Baker Mayfield and his injured shoulder beat us. Uh, And and I have a hard time – seeing Baker Mayfield moving the ball successfully against the Patriots defense. I mean, he struggled the day he injured his shoulder against the Cardinals struggled last week against the Steelers and he played okay today, but he wasn't asked to do much because his defense and and the the Browns running game carried most of the weight in this game. Uh, So I think I like the Patriots to cover here.
0: I think I do too. And I'm sure that I'll say that and then I'll see, I don't know, I could I could see myself getting talked into the Browns, but New England is a, I think is a good team. I think the Patriots are just a good team. Now, they're not an exciting team. They're not going to, they can blow out bad teams like the Jets. We saw that. But I, I sort of feel like this Browns game was against Cincinnati it was sort of poorly timed for the Bengals in the sense that Odell Beckham, the whole Odell Beckham thing happened and it felt like Cleveland came in pissed off and, yeah. and looking to flex and let people know we can put up points without Odell Beckham. We don't need Odell Beckham. He hadn't done anything for this team since he got here. So don't worry about us. Maybe there's a little bit of a letdown there and you're going into Foxborough to play against Bill Belichick defense. I don't think this line will move past. I don't think it will get, they're not going to give the Browns three and a half points. So it's probably going to sit at two or uh, two and a half or three. I mean, that would be my guessing. I'd be surprised if it, if it creeped up at all. I mean, that's, yeah, because I would I would take the Browns at three and a half, I think. You know, if you're getting that, because you could easily see this being a close game. As far as the total, 44 and a half, mm, this feels like a heavy run game, doesn't it? A lot it of runs. The Patriots have been shortening games, really only go over when they blow teams out. Would probably lean to the under here. I don't know how much that can drop, though. I don't think it can get down to, like, 41 or anything. So, I mean, you're, you're probably going to see 40. I mean, maybe 42 and a half is the lowest it gets if it starts plummeting uh, because of, um, you know, like, for whatever reason, like, there's a bunch of like weather situations in Foxborough. And, ooh, breach. <laughs> right now. What do we got? Looking like 40% chance of rain, 60 degrees, tons of wind. This is a, this is a blue-collar, r- like, rock fight game. So... I actually think I would take the under on that one as well right now. We're sort of getting into the heart of November. We saw a bunch of points scored on a good weather early November weekend. Maybe this next weekend it gets a little nasty, and we see less scoring. We can certainly see less scoring in this game because the Lions are heading to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. The Steelers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I believe the Lions are coming off their bye, and so are the Steelers. No, the Steelers will be coming off Monday Night Football. Sorry. It's like, no, I haven't seen the Steelers play. Uh, They play the Bears on Monday night, short week, hosting the lions nine and a half point favorites over under 44.
1: It blows my mind. that NFL schedule makers do this, that you have a team coming off a bye, playing a team coming off a Monday. So not only are you getting the extra week, you're getting the other team on a short week. Uh, you know, what's crazy about this game is literally Ryan Wilson has been talking about it for the past three weeks. Cause he thinks this is the game where the Steelers are going to fall flat on their face. He's been worried that the, the lions might end up getting their first win against Pittsburgh and let me tell you, maybe he's not right about the whole losing thing, but he might be right about falling flat on their face because the last 10 times the Steelers have been favored by nine and a half points or more in a game, they are one and nine against the spread. Yikes. I mean, that that is horrible. And they're eight and two straight up. So they've been upset twice, including the Ryan Finley game last year against Bengals. Uh, but anyway... You know, as ugly as those numbers are, I don't think that's going to happen here. I cannot, as long as every Steelers starter on defense gets through the Monday night game healthy uh, and they're ready to go next Sunday, I have a hard time to seeing this Lions team scored more than 17 points on that defense. And so then it just comes down to, do you think the Steelers offense can put up 27? And I do, I think. We've got something like twenty-seven, seventeen, maybe thirty to twenty here, but I think the Steelers do end up covering this, even though Wilson doesn't think has a chance in heck of happening.
0: Uh, I would think I, I probably tend to agree with you. I would guess that that line actually comes down a little bit. Again, it, it, it depends on what happens on Monday night. You can bet on it right now at Caesars. It has actually come down a half a point to uh, Lion uh, Steelers minus nine. The here again, we had a it was it was cold. I, mean, I don't know about, like. Was it cold in Nashville today or the last few days? It's getting colder. Like, winter is slowly, fall is slowly leaving, and winter is slowly arriving. Dan winter United is States, coming. Winter is coming. Um, it looks like it's going to be a real cold in Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, high on Sunday. Sunday currently.
1: Gary Goff doesn't play well in cold weather. I
0: have 44 Cakes. on Sunday. With uh it's Saturday and Friday are lots of rain and lots of wind, and then some wind and 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 mostly clouds on Sunday. Obviously, all that can change, and it could be you know it could be sixty and sunny and nice and whatever. Like weather is weird like that, but it does seem to be trending towards sort of a maybe like a little bit of some so you know some a little a little nor'easter North, rolling in. I think I would probably take this under now too because I could see it I could see it dropping a bit you know, when when these unders and when these totals are set early in the week on Sunday. It's basically like okay, we're designing this around like our power ratings based on this team and this team and how they score and then all of a sudden, you know, weather becomes a factor, injuries become a factor. The Steelers are going to try to pa- run like they're going to run the crap out of Najee Harris in this game. I mean, he if he's healthy, he is going to be 30 carries. And the Lions for his, you know, as much as we think of them as this scrappy like covering team, they scored 33 points against the 49ers in that week one crazy comeback. Since then, 17, 17, 14, 17, 11, 19, and 6. They are not a good team in on offense. And you're right, Jared Goff, not good in cold weather. I think the Lions, the under the Lions team total under is probably a pretty good look in that game. Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus 9 over under 52. Breach.
1: Brenton, this feels like a classic overreaction game. I think. People are gonna to overreact to the fact the Cowboys got de pants by the Denver Broncos on Sunday, and then also overreact that the Falcons beat uh the Saints. Well, you know what? Speaking of that Falcons win, Falcons now have four wins on the season. You wanna know the four quarterbacks they've beaten, Brinton. I'm gonna tell you: Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Tua Tungavaloa, and Trevor Simeon. So that's not exactly a uh future Hall of Famers list. Uh, So if the Falcons play a below average quarterback, they can compete and they probably are going to win. Dak Prescott is not a below average quarterback. I think he is going to dice up their defense. Uh, And I do think the Cowboys are going to be out to just kind of, they got a reality check Sunday. They're going to be out to prove that that was a fluke. And I think they can beat the Falcons by double digits. So I think right now I'm leaning Dallas. I think I would probably lean
0: Dallas as well. And I agree with you, the Dallas, the the Atlanta Falcons have not, I mean, the Saints, I think the Saints are a good team, but they're still figuring things out post, you know, post Jameis injury and the, the Falcons just don't beat up on, uh, you know, don't really generally beat up on good teams. The, the Dallas offense should be able to have its way. There should be a big bounce back. That's a lot of points, but the game is in Dallas. Yeah, this is a prime Amari Cooper explosion spot. Could see him and Dak hooking up for a ton of, t- like uh, several touchdowns in this game. Um, if I'm taking anything tonight, because I again, I don't think you'll see this line shoot up to like 11 or anything like that. Yeah, you know, that would be kind of surprising. Probably stays around in the 10 range. But I think it's over, could climb a little bit. Because Matt Ryan's playing pretty good football. The Falcons can move the ball. Uh, Calvin Ridley won't be eligible to come back for this game, but we saw uh, uh, Amelia Zacharias uh, play pretty well. They've got Russell Gades there, too, and Kyle Pitts as well. So not not like a murderer's row or anything, but uh, Corderell Patterson, who can forget him? Uh, The Falcons can get their points, and the Cowboys should be able to put up uh, a 30-plus. So I would look to this over. I think that number could certainly climb. The Vikings at the Chargers. My Chargers. I don't know if I can claim my Chargers, but they had a, I was, I had them as a best bet and they had a big win over the Eagles on Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia. Now they come home as three point favorites with a total of 51 and a half playing a team in the Vikings that is just every week involved in some crazy close game, no matter how good or how bad the team are, is that they're playing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to make a pick here because I don't really trust either of these teams. I mean, the Chargers almost blew it against the Eagles. I thought they were going to in the fourth quarter. They're going to play for a longer field goal. Uh, but then they they ended up working in two for a shorter one to win that game, 27-24. I don't trust the Vikings. They blew a double-digit lead against the Ravens. Um, but if I do have to make a pick here, I'm going to look at this simply. Look. The Los Angeles Chargers have the worst run defense in the NFL, and it is not even close. They are giving up more than 160 yards per game. There is no other team in the league that's even giving up 140 yards per game. So they were 20 yards worse than every other team. So if you're the Vikings, you just take your playbook, You rip out all your pass plays, you throw them in a fire, and you say, all right, Dalvin Cook, we're going to give you the ball 75 times in this game uh, because that's what you do to beat the Chargers. And the Vikings have the perfect running back to take advantage of the Chargers' bad rushing defense. And so if I'm getting the Vikings as an underdog in a game where their biggest strength is the Chargers' biggest weakness, then I am going to ride that, and I'm going to take Minnesota to cover
0: I I agree with you. If you're getting three, I think you got to take the Vikings. You'd love to get more. Vikings look like a pretty good, and maybe RJ White will confirm, confirm this with us, for us, later in the week. But the Vikings look like a good teaser leg because, again, they're in a close game every week. If you get up on them... They, they can come back because they have the weapons and, and they have a good, efficient passing game. They just don't like to use it. You're you talking about tearing up, like, the ripping up pages and throwing them in the trash with all the pass plays? That's basically the script for a Mike Zimmer porno. I mean, that's all he wants in life is just to pound the ball. This is a Dalvin Cook smash spot against this terrible Chargers run defense. The Chargers also want to run. I am not sold on Joe uh, Lombardi, Joe Lombardi's offense right now. He He doesn't seem to want to utilize the explosiveness of this passing game as much as he should Austin Eckler was ineffective against the Eagles and they still kept pounding him um I could see them trying to do that against the Vikings again I think the under here is probably a good look but it, uh, it depends on game script too because if you know if the Charger's get a lead then the Vikings are going to start winging it around trying to catch up with them if the Vikings get in we've seen how crazy these games can get but 51 and a half just feels a little steep for me, but I think you can, uh, maybe you can wait on it. I could see it going up. Those two teams, they're weird, and I agree with you. You take the points, uh, but you probably don't have to take the points right now. Uh, if, if, if injuries happen to the Chargers, it could climb down. Sunday Night Football, the lowly Chiefs squeaked out a win over Jordan Love and Green Bay, and now they head to Las Vegas to take on Derek Carr and the Raiders who somehow couldn't get the job done against the lowly Giants. And the Chiefs are two and a half point favorites in Las Vegas. Total 51.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs anymore. It's like their offense doesn't work. I I mean, they had to fight tooth and nail to just score 13 points against the Packers. And if Green Bay didn't gift them uh, some of those points with a bunch of special teams blunders, this final score might have been like 10 to 7. Or maybe Green Bay wins. That's, That's The offense did nothing here. Patrick Mahomes continues to look average and it's surprising because we've never seen him play like this. Uh and now they have to play a Raiders team that look, I'm not gonna hold anything against the Raiders that they lost to the Giants. They had an emotional week. They were dealing with a lot of stuff. Sure. And you know you, you don't know how a team is going to respond to something like what happened to Henry Ruggs. And, and so it, it it's hard to gauge how they played against New York. In this game look they know that last year against the Chiefs they averaged 35 and a half points per game in the two meetings that they split, and that's a lot of points. And this year, the Chiefs' defense is even worse. So I think the Raiders are going to have a lot of confidence going in this game. Uh, the Chiefs favored in a road game in 2021. I'm not buying it, Princeton. I'm not buying it. I think I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders to cover here. I
0: I don't see how you can't take the home dog here. You know, the Raiders can beat the, the Chiefs' defense is terrible. Raiders' offense is good, and they just added Deshaun Jackson. I know that you know he's not you know prime Deshaun Jackson. But the dude has been getting downfield for the Rams and getting open in in spots earlier in the year. He's going to be motivated to show people he can still play. Derek Carr's been throwing the ball down the field really well. I think they'll, they'll, they'll basically take plays where they had Henry Ruggs stretching the field and just use Deshaun Jackson in those spots and let Derek Carr throw it deep. And he should be able to connect a few times against the Chiefs. Additionally, the blueprint's just out there for slowing down the Chiefs' offense. You sit back. And you make Patrick Mahomes beat you underneath it. He just can't. He can't tell himself to do it. He wants to throw deep too much, and so there is an opportunity there for an upset here for the Raiders. This may very well determine breach the future of the AFC West on uh, on very Sunday true. night. Should be exciting. Eva right. Las Vegas. Maybe we'll be there in uh, in, in May. Hopefully, or April, whenever the draft is. All right, that's it for the early odds look ahead show to Week Ten. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the podcast feed, of course, as well. And uh, make sure to check out our full week nine recap. See you, Breach. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community.